0: Gather, together, 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 We're part in this together. Once we know that we are world stars and we see that we're part in this together. And it shows when we stand hand in hand, make our dreams come true.
1: All right. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. I'm Luke. I'm Jacob. And I'm Will. We're the hosts of Pitch Hunt, which is a podcast where we dream up zany movie plots each and every week. So if you like what you hear today, uh, just check us out in whatever app you're
0: using right now.
2: Everybody, that's The Pitch Hunt actually just pitch hunt yeah we don't got no articles
0: in our in our title
2: or articles of clothing on our bodies
1: well i guess the big question for the three of us as podcast hosts who pitch movies is will we ever pitch a movie quite as zany as quince
0: quince wait what are you talking about quince
1: talking about the decom movie quince
2: so it's like a movie about prince but they uh made a portmanteau between queen and prince.
1: That is exactly what this movie's about. There's a 14 year old teenager um, who goes to desperate lengths to get attention when her mother gives birth to Quince.
0: Wait, she's 14 and she's a teenager.
2: That's works out. Does it not?
0: I'm sorry. I was just, I I was taking the piss. (laughs) Was it
2: ever established that she was 14 though?
1: That's I what guess. The, the summary on IMDb says. Whoa. So, okay.
0: I was thinking that she was like imminently trying to get into college. Oh, uh, I guess she was, okay. No, she, I don't want to do, it wasn't I don't want to do any was, uh, spoilers before we. Yeah,
2: you're getting ahead of us. But I will say in the interest of getting ahead of things, it did say at the end of the movie, which I know you didn't see well, that she was just about to start ninth grade. So she was in eighth grade. It checks out. Which means that she was about 14. It all checks out. It
0: means that she has probably a summer birthday. Mm, not necessarily I guess cutoffs vary from state to state uh, Consult your local Department of Education Speak, website
2: Speaking of states Where was this movie set? <laughs> I don't know what the state was Did they ever say it? No I'm pretty sure they just said it was Milford Which I think is a A place There's the Milford Sound In New Zealand but Was it Milford or Milfred? Uh, somebody should have done their research uh, I think it was called Milford. They talked about the the Milford Mail, whatever the newspaper was called Milford Daily Press. That's yeah. another piece of yeah. uh expository information about this film.
1: Well let's, her mother Let's go back to the very beginning. okay. The movie starts with our narrator who is apparently fourteen years old. Her name is Jamie Grover. And she's telling us about how she's the older sister of the she's famous Grover Quince. Um, She's doing like this weird Ferris Bueller type thing. She addresses the camera directly,
0: constantly. She breaks the fourth wall.
2: And she's also an irrepressible rogue, just like Ferris Bueller was, <laughs> who is constantly lying to uh, the viewers about the very things that they see in here.
1: So we get an introduction to her dad, Jim. Um, He's working on going back to school, but currently works at a hardware store. And her mom, Nancy works for the town paper, which you mentioned, Jacob and Milford just seems like a kind of cute, ordinary, small town.
2: It's almost, uh, almost amazing how ordinary this town is and they make a a big point of how ordinary it is by showing us the quaint downtown and the quaint house that they live in and the quaint everything
0: nothing strange happens in milfred no sir no aliens no monsters no vampires nothing like that five strange things happen what all at once
2: yeah uh well i mean there's just the one inciting incident i guess. And five things come of it, which is
1: Jim and Nancy knock boots,
0: and outcome five babies. Can we talk about that? About how fucked up it was that this Disney Channel movie had this graphic sex scene where they were conceiving their their five children. Yeah, well, we saw the extended edition. I don't think everybody saw the extended. Oh, uh, okay,
1: yeah, right.
2: The
1: we, the director's the cut was... director's cut was. Pretty graphic. Very very graphic. That's
0: actually what happens in most Disney movies is during the time when you're watching commercials, it's just all the characters having sex with each other. But then they, you know, they edit around that for the commercials. That's a
1: really good fun fact, Will.
0: And that's canon for this podcast, by the way. Not that it's our place to tell (laughs) tell you guys how
2: to run your podcast. (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, but Jamie she has a little Bit of a problem With the truth With the truth Yeah, yeah she's, constantly, she's constantly She's constantly lying to the viewer.
2: viewer Is that she lies to the viewer all the time And kind of puts you in this state of Constant disbelief where you can't Really uh, uh, trust or understand Everything anything that's coming out of her Well
0: I think she's mouth. just got sort of that She's a bit of a razor, you know she She'll be like hey I didn't do any homework today. Just kidding. I did tons of homework. You guys. Yeah. In other words, she lies. She's a liar. This is my point. She's a liar.
2: There's a lot messed up about this. No, she's just got a
0: quirky sense of humor.
2: It's not a sense of humor, though. She's intentionally deceiving the viewer.
1: Yeah. All the
2: time, which I guess is, is probably trying to teach us critical thinking skills. Um, Which I appreciate. I did appreciate that. And apparently Zoe and Brad
1: appreciate it too, because even though she's clearly a pathological liar, they still want to be friends with her. Yeah. So she's got these two great friends, Zoe and Brad. Let's talk
2: about Zoe and Brad. They have
0: personality, shall
1: we? Zoe, she's a super nice, a creative type, and she's pushing Jamie to become a creative type too. Right. Very gently. You see Jamie's
2: family Oh sorry, go ahead
1: No, go for it
2: I was going to say We're talking about all this creative stuff But Jamie's family, as is established very early on uh, Really wants her to get into this Science magnet program At some sort of of swanky private school George Washington Something something Um, But the thing about Jamie Is she's not very good in school
0: She's really bad at school.
2: We're we're led to believe that she is not a great student. Despite how precocious and uh, intelligent and extremely deceitful and skillful at, at lying and misleading people, apparently that, that skill set doesn't transfer over uh, into her schoolwork because...
0: It's not very realistic because we all know liars are smarter. Liars are the best students.
2: Yeah.
1: But so why would she want to go to this, this school, Jacob?
2: Well, it's it's not really clear at the beginning. Well, she wants to please why her parents. She wants to. She wants to please her parents, and her parents exactly. want her to go to this school.
0: And, and her parents also... Her, I feel like this is just some sort of family aphorism that they just are always talking about. Sounds a little cultish, but they're, they're always talking about the plan.
2: It's mostly the dad. I mean, I think it all stems from the dad who... who uh, yeah, I mean, he is, in some ways, kind of like a pre-origin story Joker, in that he is, uh, as in the, the DC character, the Joker, he's always talking about things being a part of the plan. Um, and it's really, it's pretty creepy. Like, he is a, clearly a pretty simple man, man of simple means. He does have these aspirations to get into college, and, you know, that's, that's great. But he is creepily obsessed with uh, like planning out every single part of his and everybody else's lives. Um, yeah, it's I don't know overbearing if you guys found and that it's unsettling. And it's jarred. so
1: overbearing that Jamie has just had enough. Like she, her parents give her so much attention, and it it causes right. stress, and she's
0: just kind of over it. It's probably why she's so dishonest. Is she just she needs to act out in some way.
2: And create this kind of fantasy life where she's not an only child. There's actually a really good possibility that the entirety of the movie is just a figment of Jamie's imagination. She believes she's in a movie. She's, she's like
0: constantly talking to no one believing there's a camera there.
2: Right. She's in a a psychological ward this entire time, like some high security part of a, a mental hospital. And, the The fact that her parents are both clearly supervillains has driven her to insanity, and so she creates this this story that she tells to the the viewers. I'm doing finger quotes here, who's really just like her her own reflection in a cracked mirror in the corner of this padded room.
0: Well, I um, I personally ship it, Luke. You want to do your pitch next? <laughs> just kidding. That's a different. Wait podcast. a
2: second. Oh you, oh you. Okay, so, so uh, where were we? <laughs> so most, I, I have I lost my train of thought a long time ago.
1: I mean, Jamie's feeling stressed, but right. she's trying to win a blue ribbon at the science fair, right? To please her parents, and right. because she thinks that'll help her get into GW, the G-dubs. science magnet school that her parents right. want her to go to.
2: And I don't know if this has been mentioned explicitly; it's been hinted at. But at this point in the movie, Jamie is an only child which is part of the reason that her parents are so overbearing is that they have all of their considerable parenting energy is put into guiding their their only child daughter into the direction they want.
0: That and forgetting to buy contraception.
2: Apparently. That
1: that
0: was a real boner.
1: (laughs) Good choice of words. Good choice of
0: words. (laughs) Oh, I get it because it's a sex thing.
2: But does she
1: win that blue ribbon?
2: Y'all know she doesn't. She lies about it. I'm pretty nah. sure. I'm pretty sure she lies about it and says that she does.
1: Yeah, but, but really, it was
2: Brad. It was always Brad, because Brad is the genius. Yeah. And who Brad is
1: definitely going to GW.
2: He's going to GW despite maybe not having parents. Since he just like a, a street child?
0: I think... I think he actually has really supportive great parents and his whole situation is better than Jamie's. It's just, he's one of those bullshitters who just like wants to, he's like a pleaser. He wants to tell Jamie what she wants to hear, you know? So he's, he's like, Oh no, your parents are awesome. But then he like goes behind, behind her back to Zoe. He's like, Oh yeah, man, Jamie's parents are shit.
2: They're terrible. My parents took me to Disney world 12 times last year. No, it, it is a plot point that Brad's parents, though they might be supportive, they they never show up to the science fair because they just
0: expect him to win. Yeah. Which is messed up. That is that is messed up. By the way, in Disney Channel movies, they, they just call it World World. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Earth, Earth World. It's where everything's normal.
2: They just call it the theme park. Yeah. They just say, call it going to the park. Um. Before we get too off track Which Has definitely not happened yet And then also in the interest Of keeping this under two hours What happens next
1: Well Turns out Jamie's mom and dad have some news for her
2: Oh man
1: Her mom is Severely pregnant Because they didn't use contraception
2: Like fools
1: like fools.
2: That's strangely so, not talked about in the movie. Uh I feel like that yeah. would be another great lesson to the the preteen audience. Is that you always wrap it before you tap it, but that just somehow doesn't come up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's bad messaging on Disney's part. Right. Use protection
2: always. Don't go bareback. Use a
0: spare pack. A spare pack. A spare pack (laughs) of condoms.
2: (laughs) It's a lot better. Yeah, her mom's pregnant. Jamie takes the news very well, despite the fact that, you know, they haven't had a child in 14 years. And also, her
1: her parents are not wealthy. Her dad is working this job at the old hardware store. And her mom writes for the paper, but it's clear that they can't really afford to have five kids. Right. So Jamie's happiness is a little bizarre. Like, yes, it is. she should be happy that she won't be the center of attention anymore, but at what
2: cost? At great financial cost, at the very least.
0: Well, I think one of the conceits of this whole film is that Jamie is just really selfish. I mean, she's constantly talking about how the movie is all about her and not about these right. quintuplets. Despite the fact that really the only interesting thing about the movie is that there are quintuplets in it.
2: I wasn't going to say that uh, out of respect for the film. But I mean, yeah, Jamie is a very normal, like, eighth grade girl. And uh, there's this massive thing going on in her life. And that's just really like, I guess they're showing how little she cares about it by devoting so little time to that and so much time to the boring day-to-day life of an eighth grader. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how in depth we want to get on what a a terrible protagonist Jamie is um, this early on in the cast, but
1: yeah, she's a bit of an anti hero.
0: <laughs> lies all the time. A classic adsy. <laughs> super super selfish.
2: <laughs> Clearly inferior to her friends who are also much more inter- I mean really. Yeah, if that movie had followed Brad, can card. you imagine? It would have been incredible. Oh. Seeing the zany hijinks that go on in Brad's uh, you know, his workbench and his his science lab. Yeah, I'm not the only one who has a friend crush on Brad. I know that. Absolutely not. Oh yeah. Are you are you saying that Jamie has a has a friend crush on her too? Him?
1: I mean, she probably doesn't cuz she's so self-absorbed.
2: That's true. But
1: she has I'm love sure for
0: only does. one person and that's Jamie.
2: <laughs> yeah, J- Jamie is the the classic third wheel. There's just an incredible amount of chemistry between Zoe and Brad and yet again at every turn Jamie makes it about her and doesn't let that relationship flourish instead brings all of her problems into that friend group
1: but at least the director's cut has a lot of steamy sex scenes between Zoe and Brad <laughs> 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 Luke
2: <laughs> No that that's a goof
0: that's a goof He was talking about Zoe Saldana and Bradley Cooper <laughs>
1: I was, you know, they met on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy and they've been inseparable since.
2: uh, Well, anyway,
1: (laughs) reeling it back in, we get like a little montage of Jamie and her parents preparing the house for five babies. And then finally, we can get to the day.
2: Real quick, can we talk about how it took them like three months to paint a single bedroom? (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that that immediately <laughs> set off some red flags for me. Like, they, they made this
2: big deal of how from, like, January to July they were prepping this room, but really all they did was paint it, move some boxes out, and put five, like, little baby bassinets in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like they every single new stage they delegated to a month, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like all of the prep they did in, you know... March or whatever, and then that was
2: such a strange narrative choice. I would have much rather seen a real time can, version. You can of that. see
1: that they even bring in outside help, <laughs> right? So it's not just Jamie and her mom and dad. It's they they hire contractors. to,
2: to sure they hired out. movers to move yeah. out like a small amount of clutter in this also, room.
1: Jamie's dad works for a hardware store. You'd you <laughs> think he's kind of handy, but.
2: I didn't make that connection.
1: But anyway, in this exact order, <laughs> Jamie's mom gave us birth. Oh boy. Adam, Becky, Charlie, Debbie, Eddie. So What do you what happens. do you notice
0: about that? I This
2: is the I didn't notice this while the movie was happening, but now that I see it spelled out in front of me, wouldn't you know it? A B C D
1: E, first letters of all the names.
2: that is clever. It is clever. I was wondering why they named a newborn child Debbie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a better D name, right?
2: For a young girl. Dora. I guess this came out before Dora the Explorer. So Delilah. Wait, Dolores. this came
0: out before Dora the Explorer. How old is this movie? I
2: guess it was made not... in 2000.
0: Wow. Okay. Dolores. That's...
1: So that's a full 1,000 years before the Jonas brothers went to the future. <laughs>
2: Wow! Wow, yeah. that really it makes you think.
1: But they take place in the same universe, so
2: that's true. Those uh, also, I, I've heard or, or saw by looking in the IMDb page that they took the Jonas Brothers parts out of the the theatrical version,
0: except for Kevin. They kept Kevin in there. Kevin, is but he's a just an, he's just an extra. Yeah.
1: Oh. Kevin played Eddie the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's the a, one that looks really, the most
0: like a baby.
2: Really impressive range.
1: Actually, I I think they had like dozens of babies to play these
2: five babies. Yeah, they couldn't find any two babies that actually looked alike. Actually, that's not true. Pretty consistently, at least like three of them looked alike. But then there would be two that distractingly did not look like... Yeah. Two Anything just distractingly like
1: two. looked like full-grown Kevin Jonas.
2: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the one. Okay, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that one with the very luscious head of the hair right out of the womb. That was the Jonas.
1: But the alphabet bunch, as we will now refer to these quints.
0: Yeah. Wait, that's the title of the movie, isn't it? Uh-huh. The alphabet bunch. <laughs> the alphabet bunch.
1: So they're the first ever quints born in this
2: anonymous state. Right, it's the same state and that it,
0: the Simpsons live in. Right,
2: was was it in the state or just in the in the city? In the state. Oh wow!
1: And that's why people lose their shit over it. Right. So they have news crews showing up at the house. It's it's a big deal.
2: It is. Uh, I feel like uh, we're just a tiny bit out of order, though, in the in the chronology of this, because I'm pretty sure Fiona came in. And they had all these struggles before people started losing their marbles. Well,
0: no, they're, they're on the way home from the hospital, a bunch of people are like...
1: Yeah, there were news crews greeting them when they got home. You're right. You're right. You're right. But you bring up a good point. They need to hire help because for the first little stretch of having these quints at home, it's just chaos. It's hell. All the babies are crying all the time. Everyone is just stressed up to their eyeballs.
2: And they allow their middle school age daughter to stay up until 2 a.m. No, I don't even know if it's allowing or forcing their teenage daughter on a school night it, to it. It seemed up until like they forced her. It kinda did.
0: Yeah. It's treated very lightheartedly, but I, I was a little disturbed by it. I mean, we all know how important
2: sleep is, especially to a a, a young, growing young lady like Jamie.
1: Yeah, so does her life change? Very much right away. Is it what she thought it would be? Oh, it it certainly isn't.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, no. she she's basically just more tired, and her right. parents aren't really paying attention to her.
2: Which she she's really psyched about that. Like she at, is, at least but at first,
1: but she also is still hanging on to this idea that she needs to make her parents happy. Right. So, right. she's got this cool teacher. Well. Cool, in quotes, Mr. Blackmer.
2: He's a zany teacher. Zany, uh, He's a really China nice teacher. guy. Right.
1: Just kind of like a, a stereotypical nice but nerdy teacher. Exactly. He keeps hounding Jamie to join art club. And As Zoe, Zoe and Brad support that too. Yeah. But she's still thinking about Jim and Nancy, and she she wants to get into GW instead.
0: And as we can, as we, as we all know, I mean, this is sort of just established because our culture knows this stem, like <laughs> s- stem subjects are the only ones that have any value. So if you're going to get exactly. into the good school, you need to be good at that stem. Mm-hmm.
2: Because studying art is a foolish, foolish task. You know
0: what art is for? Pores. Art is for, art is for pores. It's for pores and for failures.
2: That's right. It's for people who want to starve, not people like Jamie who want to eat lasagna and cake for dinner when they can. Hmm. Which is another strange thing that happened immediately after her parents stopped paying attention to her. It's I just...
1: honestly don't remember that scene, but <laughs>
2: it, 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 it all happened in about fifteen <laughs> seconds. But as a, a foodie myself, that would have been one sloppy plate. Let me tell you that. Those are two very sloppy things and I mean at the very least she could have separated them on different. But flights.
0: did she really eat them? Because we all know it, it could just be it could have been a lie.
1: Back to Fiona, who you mentioned before. Right. She is this full time nurse that they hire. I think she's a live in nurse, right? She just
2: It seems like it, yeah.
1: She becomes the go to person for the quince. Um, she's very like militaristic almost.
2: Yes, and very Irish
1: Yeah, she has a terrible, terrible Irish Irish. (laughs) accent Very offensive (laughs) As someone whose mother is 100%
2: Irish I was going to say, as somebody with Irish blood in in you, Luke I can only imagine how heated that made you No, it it made me
1: Mad, but not like Irish stereotype mad (laughs) Fiona!
2: (laughs) That is exactly how she introduced herself
0: She's played by Cameron Diaz. This is also, I think
2: pre-Shrek. Yeah. Which is just a mind-blowing idea. I mean, can you remember if did, did when anything we were like, really exist before Shrek? I don't know. I don't know if it did. It was, kind, it was kind of It was kind of crazy egg.
0: when she like kicked the door open and it went somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I was I always thought that was Shrek's innovation to cinema. No. No, Shrek straight up stole that from Quince. But anyway, she's like really bad, isn't she?
1: Well, at first she's really good.
2: She brings, yeah, she brings, like you said, Luke, she's kind of militaristic. Much needed that's order. necessary. Yeah, that's necessary because uh, Jamie's mom is just not having a good time. Jamie's dad is working all the time. Jamie is being a little puke and not staying up until 2 a.m. every night to help her mom. and So her mom is not sleeping and these babies are just crying in a very very annoying way just constantly
0: babies that you don't have like personal attachment to are generally kind of annoying when they cry i'm gonna say it i'm gonna yeah this might be controversial but i'm gonna say it babies are annoying when they're not yours especially when there's five of them or actually i mean i'll expand that to like family members babies are cute too but like some random ass baby fuck no
2: yeah that's fair yeah that is and fair these are five random ass babies that's for sure and i i really would like to mention how annoying the crying is in this movie like babies crying is a sound that is evolutionarily designed to be as annoying as possible and for like the first well not the first but a solid like 30 minute stretch there is almost always the sound of multiple babies crying which was difficult for me to listen to I don't know about you guys I don't know if that, that put you on edge a little bit But like I was getting a little angry
0: Well the cries of Zoe and Brad's lovemaking During the commercials kind of eased The the tension You know
2: I, th- I thought it was a weird choice though To have the babies crying in the next room While that was happening <laughs> too though
1: I disagree like, I, I disagree really... that that was a weird choice
2: <laughs> Okay I, but I anyway,
1: Jamie, she's not a fan of the crying, No, not a fan of Fiona either. No. So she finally agrees to join art club, which is run by Mr. Blackmer. That's right. So she starts attending with Zoe and she actually starts to like
2: it. And she's amazing at it, like right away, despite being a terrible student and not getting good grades in art class. She is like right off the bat, like really talented
1: well that's what everyone says i mean i guess she's good do for you, a 14 year old but I, like
2: do you disagree i mean some of those pieces of art they showed were she's pretty she's pretty good i
0: think i don't know much about the visual arts but you know <laughs> i mean
2: i was
1: uh in high school all conference art so. Oh
0: wow
2: okay well fuck us then luke we're having a <laughs> dick measuring contest jeez did you not think that those those are really impressive drawings for a an amateur fourteen year old artist? The, I will, My
1: answer will contain some spoilers, so let's. Uh, okay, we can. I'll shel- get back to you on that. Can Don't that,
0: want no
2: Yes. No spoilies.
1: But I'll, anyway, uh, she's she's finally kind of found her thing, right? Like she's doing this for, yes, to avoid seeing the babies and right. being around the, those cries and Fiona but also just because she starts to like it a lot.
2: Which is something that she hasn't really experienced in school because she's been yeah, and in, heavily established. She's been kind of pushed in one direction by her parents.
1: And in turn, uh, her grades all around start to get a little bit better.
2: Which is a good thing.
0: I kind of like that. It, it really dispelled the sort of zero-sumness of... Of school you know you do good at one thing it uh, a rising tide lifts all boats you know
2: the thing is though like they made it very clear that the reason she thought that she was doing better in school is like was directly linked to her parents paying less attention to her and riding her less uh which and not the art thing not really well i mean that was that was a part of it but at least in in her deluded mind, the reason that she was doing better in school is that her parents were uh, paying less attention to her. Well, we which, have to remember you know, she's not really in school
0: anyway. She's in an insane asylum. So
2: that's true. I just I thought it was like it was a weird little side road part of that. Yeah, grand the layers of her is.
0: insanity didn't even that didn't make any internal sense. Well, uh,
1: at this point the highly offensive character of Fiona, quits because even she cannot stay afloat. These babies are just too much for her. She can't keep them in sync and napping at the right times, and it drives her literally insane, almost as insane as the asylum-ridden Jamie.
2: Almost, but not quite. Though she does, when she quits, she nearly just straight up kidnaps one of the babies because she's been driven so insane that she doesn't realize there's a baby strapped to her back it's a wacky scene it's just it's wacky guys
1: it's it's wacky it's it's good fun
0: you think it wouldn't she wouldn't fare so poorly because isn't she really lucky or can I not say that as a (laughs) non-irish
2: you son of a bitch You you may not be Irish, Will, but I know you're Scottish, as I am, and so you have to have at least some affinity for that. I'm
0: Scotch-Irish, so my people left Scotland and then left Ireland because they didn't do so well, (laughs) and then they went to America. Wow. And thus, I am me.
1: Well, just like your people were in trouble in Ireland, the Grovers are now in trouble because they don't have a plan. Fiona's gone. (laughs) No. And, um... They just don't have the money to pay for a ton of babysitters. They can barely even afford diapers.
2: Right. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think that Jamie very nobly uh, offers to give up her her meager allowance uh, so that her parents can buy diapers, which was a touching moment of selflessness and probably... Almost definitely the only moment of selflessness in the entire movie Let's
0: be honest, she probably had an angle It just wasn't I'm explained I'm sure she
2: did, that's true
0: But just when
1: the night is at its darkest for the Grover family mm.
2: Just before the proverbial dawn
1: We see a glimmer of light That is some man named Albert who works for a
2: diaper company Talk about a glimmer of light, man. He's like a a (laughs) shining beacon of hope. What a guy. He shows up
1: and seems not so bad. He's very charming. (laughs) 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 So he, he reps this company called Cutie Pants Diapers, and they want to partner with the Quints. They want the quince to be the face of Cutie Pants.
2: They're gonna be the spokes babies, folks.
1: And they're gonna pay well for it. Going so to be, be paid well, right? So this just well, seems right? like the the best possible thing for the Grovers, right? It's just what they need.
0: Seems like a simple and easy solution.
1: Jamie thinks this is good for her too, and for the family. <laughs> and Albert's even like. Hey Jamie, we just care about the quints, so uh why don't you uh Take stay out. out of the stay out of everyone's hair. Thank god And Jamie's like, Okay,
2: that sounds good. At first she's like, Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. But go on.
1: And this gives her time to really dig back into her new true love, which is art. Right. Um, right. because she's pretty good. And
2: She's outstanding. It,
1: Yeah, so it it seems like she's starting to wrap her head around the idea that she can create a new plan for herself Mm -hmm. that's of her own design and not her parents' design.
2: Which is really all that she wanted all along.
1: Yeah, and it's right about this time that our man, Mr. Blackmer, asks her to try drawing people. Mm. So now we get back to my answer about why... I don't think she's the hottest artist around. Oh yeah. I think that her, she starts drawing her siblings, right? Uh-huh. And I, there are some creepy baby drawings in this movie. I very give you, very creepy. I will
2: give you that. She is terrible at drawing babies, like, which is which is kind of confusing because she was very talented and she drew some like pretty inspired stuff and like uh recognizable stuff but then as soon as she was drawing those babies which is when she was actually confident about her art it it did it, i mean it looked like a 10-year-old
0: well with great hubris comes comes great failure you know pride cometh before I, the fall sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she does get super into drawing her siblings and this is really her first like deeper connection to them. Right. At first she just saw them as a, a nuisance. Yeah. At first she saw them as a nuisance and a distraction for her parents. And now she's starting to see them as these individuals that she loves. You know, yeah, she, she yeah. has a
0: real f- like mind fuck of a revelation when she realizes these are five individual babies. It's not like a, a marionette attached to four other marionettes where when one arm moves, the other four marionettes' arms move exactly at the same time in, in creepy fashion.
2: Also, in, in a more real fashion, I suppose we should mention that these aren't uh,
0: Siamese quintuplets. I don't think we oh, yeah, yeah. said that. I, we really fucked that up. Um, I guess we can edit that but, in later. They're not yeah, conjoined. I was going to
2: say. You wanna drop that into the beginning because I I will bet that there are a lot I'll of people. I'll edit that there in for you, Jacob. This is some kind of horror amalgam of five humans in one writhing mass, but they are literally and figuratively five individual beings non connected by any kind of flesh bridge.
0: Except for the flesh bridge between Zoe and Brad, am I right?
2: Oh And I suppose between Jim and Nancy. That is very, very sensual. So there are a lot of flesh bridges in this movie, just not between the the quintuplets.
1: So as time wears on, Jamie starts to feel neglected, actually. She thought this is what she wanted, but she's no longer that into the idea of being the lone wolf. And through her newfound observational artist skills that she's developed by drawing people, Jamie knows more about um, the babies in her family than her parents actually do.
2: Which is kind of messed up.
0: That is really messed up.
2: Yeah. Over the course of this, well, I guess that, that doesn't completely happen until later, so I don't want to get ahead of things. But Yeah, guess... so
1: it, it upsets her that her parents aren't seeing the, the Quints as individuals like she is. and But what upsets her even more is that she thinks her parents are trying to project... Their own hopes and dreams onto the quints, like they did with Jamie. So,
2: which I think that it's a little bit premature on her part, you know. I, you know, there are those scenes where they're like literally picking out the future careers for these babies, but I mean, it's not like these babies are going to remember it anyway. So, I don't know. I guess maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're only five months old at this point So, like, they could just do whatever the fuck they want, really
2: Well, they can't do much The babies
0: No, I'm talking about the parents can just They can project as much as they want As long as they're not shaking the babies while they're projecting It's fine, you know
1: (laughs) Um, The baby played by Joe Jonas could probably do quite a bit
0: It's Kevin I thought it was Kevin
1: Oh, yeah, but never mind Let's keep some continuity here Kevin's significantly less talented. He literally kid. has
0: the brain of a, of a five-month-old child. <laughs> Let's
2: not go too far down that rabbit hole. Um, I think So Jamie's
1: I- feeling neglected. She decides not to enter the science fair. Um, her don't parents you- don't even show up to her parent-teacher conferences, and it makes Jamie a little sad.
2: That's kind of a turning point, I think, when they don't show up for the science fair. Because
1: no, the parent-teacher conferences, yeah,
2: yeah, that's 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 what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, because really, up I feel like up until that point, and until like very recently before that, she she was still pretty psyched about the the fact that she didn't have to go through her parents, um, and her parents were kind of leaving her alone. But then I think it it really hit her then, and she started she started crying, and she got, yeah. She got very, very emotional about the whole thing, which is understandable.
1: And her parents tried to make it up to her in a kind of weird way. They asked her to be in the new commercial that was going to be shot for the babies.
2: (laughs) That was a great scene. Yeah, and it turns out... What's his name, Albert? Albert, yeah. Misunderstood Albert.
1: Albert has her... He decides to include her, he agrees, and then makes her roll just a giant diaper. <laughs> and Jamie won't stand for it. She refuses to be in the commercial.
0: Which is really Which... a massive waste of that excellent costume. Right?
1: And, um, that diaper could hold a mass of waste, am I right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Yes. It was a pretty great diaper costume, though. I feel bad for Albert.
0: <laughs> it was kind of weird the, that she put it and on put and it. then decided not to be in the camera. I mean, you know. It's
2: also kind of weird that her changing room was the back of a truck.
0: Yeah. But
1: but regardless, you know, it hurts her feelings. Yeah. Uh, she gets all mopey. But then our man, Brad. Perfect, perfect Brad.
2: Rad Brad.
1: Rad Brad. He basically rides in on a hypothetical cool skateboard being all cool and stuff with a backwards hat (laughs) hypothetically. And he gets fired up and tells Jamie that she should sort of make her parents pay attention to her. Uh, Now that she's found herself as an artist, she should assert her artistry. And Brad just knows, he knows her parents love her and he thinks Jamie needs to get over herself and and yeah. let's
2: let's be real. Brad has a point. He does have a point. Nancy and Jim, though imperfect in many ways, they have a lot on their on their proverbial plate.
1: Yeah, and Mister Blackmer also kind of chimes into that argument. He he tries to convince Jamie that you know maybe Milford High is a better place for her, um, since it has a better art program, and that she can ride that talent and not worry about science as much.
2: Right. Since she doesn't really seem to have much of any interest or proficiency in science, this is, it's probably something that she needed to hear earlier on. You know, it's, it's great to have dreams, but sometimes, sometimes you got to give up on those dreams when they're no longer realistic.
0: Classic Disney message.
2: (laughs) I mean, they're not wrong. I wish I had been told that earlier
0: on in my life. (laughs) Me too, Jacob. Me too. (laughs) This is actually kind of the point also where I feel like Mr. Blackmer stops being a teacher and starts sort of just being like a member of the friend group, which is a little weird, but (laughs) we're supposed to roll with it. I feel like that's a very Disney channel. Not just a
1: member of the friend group, but also like her number one supporter. Right. Tells her that he's going to make her weird, sketchy drawings of the Quince the main part of
2: the exhibit at the school art show. Was was it specifically the drawings? Of, oh, I suppose it was specifically it was. the drawings. Yeah, the crappy drawings of the quints. And for not some reason, other, Mr. Like, Blackmore actually... loved those creepy babies. Nightmare
0: babies are the new exhibit opening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of avant-garde school art show.
1: And kind of to Jamie's surprise, her parents are actually super stoked when she tells them that she's got like the lead spot. Which I think is another
2: great lesson because she'd been spending so much time worrying about what her parents were going to think about the fact that she had basically chosen art over science. And uh, as soon as she tells them. They're on board.
0: Yeah, for the amount We're of just, like irreconcilable tension between parent and child, like they kind of just get over things really quickly. Like as soon as she communicates anything to her parents, like the first right. thing they say is super understanding and supportive. Well, I
2: feel like that would have been one of the great messages of the movie if they had chosen to make that be one of the messages in the movie. That as you know, you just you really just have to communicate your feelings with people. But I feel like they never really, like, for all of the ham-fisted moralizing they did, that was never one of the pieces of it.
0: And what also was never one of the pieces is they never really get in a fight. Like, there's never any tension between them. They, they're always, like, super amicable. The, like, pretty much the entire. Yeah. <laughs> her, her mom
1: and dad are just really great. And Jamie's just kind of moody. I guess Brad She's was shitter. right. And she never communicates her feelings of <laughs> dissatisfaction to them. Right. Like, I'm sure if at any point she'd been like, hey, guys, you're putting too much pressure on me, they would have just backed off. Yeah. yeah. Well, the
2: thing parents? is, they weren't even, they weren't even, oh, I guess at, at the beginning they were putting pressure on her,
0: but like.
1: Well, they're not just good parents. They are Great side the well. parents of the year, Will.
0: Oh, what? What is that?
1: Yeah. So Albert comes in, tells Jamie's mom and dad that the governor of unknown... The governor of some place of the state wants her parents to come to a gala and be named the parents of the year pretty rad pretty rad except
2: something to be excited about like it's very understandable why they were excited about that yet jamie just could not have cared less about it
1: well because it's the same day as her it's her stupid art art show (laughs) I'm the gonna, the art on, show Jamie. opens up. Her parents were super psyched to and proud of Jamie, but then they get sidetracked by this Parent of the Year award. Understand and it really hurts Jamie's feelings.
2: This is really one of the moments where like one tiny iota of communication would have been just so so helpful. Mm-hmm. But the thing because is, this is
0: structurally the point uh, which we screenwriters like to call the dark night of the soul, the third act uh, low point. You know,
2: so, uh, please, will.
0: It's just it's important Go that on. that this is really crushing and and devastating because otherwise we don't have a movie. You know. Yeah, but.
2: Yeah. No, well, we we have a movie. Wrong. We have
0: a realistic good movie, but we don't have a Disney
1: Channel movie. Yeah. So, I mean, Jamie takes it takes it so hard in this moment that you're describing, Will, that she rips up some of her drawings. She totally pulls out of the art show altogether, and it just seems like she may never be happy again.
0: I remember so when she rips up all of her drawings, first of all, like I'd say a bit of an overreaction. I mean I understand why she's yeah, super super that's an re- understatement. <laughs> she's super upset and I get that, but like to then just destroy the work that you're upset about your parents not seeing. I don't know. Also, Mr. Blackmore is just like kind of walks in and is just like, huh? Just really ripping up your paintings, I say, or your drawings, I say. You're really. She f- said she's such like, a really I mean, fast ripper. She's <laughs> super, super nonchalant it about it. Anyway, yeah. Well, I guess in
1: in Quince during this time, somehow one of the babies has managed to get a fever.
2: Oh yeah. That is and a should that moment.
1: that should presumably be a very scary and crushing thing for the family, but. They just take it as an opportunity to, like, finally communicate.
0: Which is good. (laughs) Well, no. I think that the scare of a a sick child, sort of, uh, it forced them to communicate. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, and and what happens if you haven't seen Quince in at least a day or two and you can't remember?
0: (laughs) We all have our days where we don't watch Quince, you know? Some of us do
1: Jamie, uh, her parents Finally see One of these
0: quints as an individual That is, that is another really wild sick. thing Is when the dad <laughs> is like Hey, I see what you mean About them being individual people
2: <laughs> Well, You have to understand, Will Jamie is poised to be the first person In this family to go to college They're simple folk They don't understand things like autonomy and, you know...
1: They are simple folk, and they finally see the babies as individuals. And it's at that point that Jamie takes a leap and says, you know what, I am also
0: an individual. And then then he's like, whoa, whoa, I haven't learned my transitive property yet. Slow (laughs) down. (laughs) That's
2: semester two. Come on. I'm not even enrolled. Um...
1: I think we should throw in uh, a disclaimer, too. We've said that her dad is, her family are simple folk, and they haven't gone to college. If you don't go to college, that does not mean you're a simple person.
2: You are, in in many cases, people who don't go to college have made the smarter choice. Yeah, you don't (laughs) have debt. You don't have debt. Uh, You haven't gone to learn a bunch of things that you'll never use in your life. You haven't wasted four years of your four or more years of your life putting off the inevitable of joining the workforce and becoming an actual human being.
0: In fact, Mr. Blackmer says something to that effect in the movie. I think he's like, you don't have to go to college. plenty of successful people. Plenty of successful people don't go to college and don't even finish
2: high school. That is very, very true. Education for the sake of education. It is true. It's not and for everybody.
0: You do miss out on a uh, lot of her, opportunities her dad, to do yeah. drugs in college, though. So.
1: Hell
2: yeah, bro.
1: So. Her, her dad shows some of his intelligence, too, I think, in this scene. Because he just straight up fires Albert, who's been sort of driving the family apart by focusing... Making them focus only on the quince as this marketable
2: element. Right. He's and like, he Oh, sh- we're
0: gonna miss all these gigs. We better get Joe Jonas to come in and fill in for one of these babies.
2: And he literally shows up at the hospital while the baby is sick in a hospital bed to make this point. Yeah. Like, I love Albert to death. I do love him, but that was that was a mistake.
0: Also, Joe looks nothing like Kevin, so it wouldn't even work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think you're the only one still on the
1: Jonas train. Well, <laughs> if anyone's listening to this episode and hasn't watched the movie, they're going to be very confused about <laughs> what's going on. But anyway, now that Albert's been fired, now that he's out of the picture, to just like lend a hand and be a little less selfish, she's finally ready to accept more people into the story. Right.
2: I think a lot of her issues and anxieties had to do with her really not liking Albert. Yeah, really? Uh,
1: there's no reason for that. He was a great guy. He's a great dude.
2: He gave him so Very many handsome. diapers. I'm assuming he smelled great, drove a nice red uh sports car, convertible type thing.
0: Hung like a horse.
1: Uh, yeah, but not everyone's seen the director's cut, right? Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. He's I mean, not. He's it. not that hung in in the the normal version.
1: Well,
2: we don't. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, the normal version doesn't have the nudity. Yeah. it's never explicitly stated one way or the other.
1: So we we flash forward to the night of the governor's gala,
2: which is also, as the uh, listener with a good memory will remember, the night of the art show. It is so.
1: Jamie's plan is to help her parents get ready for the gala. They shoot off, and then she's gonna go to the art show. And right. she's actually gonna be present and enjoy herself. Except there's a catch.
0: Wait, what? A catch?
1: Her her parents didn't see that there was some fine
0: print on the invitation. It was Fine is meant doing to some be... very heavy lifting here. <laughs> There's some print, yeah, the very was, first print that you see reading it from top to bottom is yeah. the print that we're talking about. Uh,
1: the babies were invited to. In fact,
2: they were the guests of honor. If
1: I, They were the guests of honor, yeah, yeah. if I remember correctly. The governor has this very weird obsession with these babies. He,
2: well, they're like, the, I, this they're guy the talk is, of the
1: state, man. This guy is unhinged. He
2: wants the babies. <laughs> he wants those babies. I, I, and he, has, her he has five vacancies
0: up. in his cabinet, and he needs them filled now. Well, what I thought is that he was just an
2: extremely old man, and he wanted to bathe in their blood to suck up some of their youthfulness. But
1: well, why and not both? Jacob? Maybe whatever. Maybe slash definitely.
2: Whatever the case may be.
1: But yeah, whatever the case may be. Her parents showed up. The governor wants the babies, and they're not there, and He's... the parents are just horribly embarrassed. They're supposed to be the parents of the year and they forgot the babies. What kind of parents of the year would do that?
2: Parents not of the year. Exactly.
0: Parents not of Negligent the year. Negligent parents of the year.
2: Parents who have already established communication issues with not only their daughter, but really the entire world. Probably because they're very tired because they have five children that they have to take care of. Plus Jamie, so six children.
1: Yeah. That's But that kind of sixth parents. child, our girl Jamie, oh. decides to help out. She, there's a a weird montage where she's trying to get the babies to the parents. So, first, Mr. Blackmer helps out. He's like, I'll drive you and Zoe and Brad with the five babies.
0: Once again, totally normal, not weird at all.
1: (laughs) He's got this weird hippie van, (laughs) and it breaks down because it's an old, weird hippie van. van. (laughs) And Jamie's about to just throw in the towel, but then Mr. Blackmer is like, Nah, Jamie.
0: (laughs) He's like, do you give a shit about your parents? If you do, you got to make a plan. Get us out of here, Jamie. Get us out of here.
2: Remember how you believed in yourself before? You should like maybe do that again.
0: Yeah, don't be a piece of shit, Jamie. Fucking think, all right? You're the smart one, remember? No, Brad's the smart one.
1: Yeah, so they take three modes of transportation to get there. And then for some reason, the babies are hand-delivered by a biker gang.
2: What's <laughs> that, a biker gang? I thought those were the, uh, the governor's goons. <laughs> really? Did I miss something? Uh, Does the governor have a goon squad? It's much more likely that I missed something because I may or may not have been doing the dishes while I was watching. I was, I
0: was definitely making dinner at this point.
1: <laughs> the babies are hand-delivered by the governor's goon
0: squad Or, a biker, or gang. a
2: biker gang Or or something else A bunch of beefy dudes, that's all we really know oh,
0: So this this is in New Jersey, as it turns out Really? Because of all the, the corruption Oh, and, I, thought and you, I thought you looked it up
2: I thought you looked it up
0: It's, it's a notoriously corrupt state Oh man, I'm really like shooting fires Firing yeah, shots but in it, this one
1: If you're a listener from New Jersey, we don't mean
2: it and also keep in mind that we are not the hosts of this show. The Garden so State. Anything, anything yeah. that we say if should not. If you have any
1: complaints, email us at info at
0: org, and just, just tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not hate on the normal guests,
2: <laughs>
0: normal hosts, hosts. hosts.
1: <laughs> or the normal guests either. Right. Either or. Don't hate on any of those. Just love everyone. <laughs> just,
2: if you need to hate on anybody, hate on us.
1: So when they show up, uh, the governor is just pleased as punch he's so happy. he's super happy and he agrees to have his chauffeur just drive jamie anywhere at this point
2: yeah so
1: she is actually able to make it to the art show in time yes she wins a big fat blue ribbon at the art show hell yeah
2: which is a huge deal, because really that's all she wanted in life, was to be recognized. All the judges were like, I've I never guess. seen babies yeah, it, so it creepy really before. Couldn't, <laughs>
1: she really couldn't have had something better happen to her, or could she have?
0: No, not not Because possibly. her
1: parents showed up. I don't,
0: what? Oh, out wait, of the blue. That's right. With
1: the governor. With the governor! for some reason now just wants to be at the art show instead of at his fancy gala, because he's... A fucking lunatic. Well, he
2: he was so obsessed with these quintuplets, and he heard that there is a young, promising artist who had done some really, really creepy, uh, creepy versions of them. He's like, and so he decided he needed to see Ms. that.
0: He was like, "Just, just, just stay cool. The only way I'm going to be able to get these babies' blood is by following the parents around everywhere."
1: <laughs> uh, so that's basically the end. There's one final scene where Jamie talks about how their family is still making it, um, finding a way to pay the bills. And then she tells one final lie about how her mom is pregnant again, but this time with septuplets or something.
2: That was the zaniest of the zany lies. It was a really zany lie. I didn't even get to that part. It was a bold lie too. It
1: made me feel extremely betrayed.
2: It did... To me as well, because I wanted to know why the movie wasn't called Septuplets, or Septs. Probably because it sounds like sex. I answered my own question.
0: Exactly. And plus, we all know it should have been called The Alphabet Squad.
1: What did this movie (laughs) teach us? What did we learn? What was your one takeaway, Jacob?
2: My one takeaway was that uh, if you never communicate with your parents, and you take... Uh, you think only of yourself You'll eventually
0: Become a great artist Well, My takeaway was uh, I, I alluded to this earlier But uh, a rising tide lifts all boats
1: Luke? Uh, my takeaway was that People are individuals And not Quintuplet units Like I'm, I'm one right. person I'm not one set of quintuplets And so were
0: you. I always thought that I was uh, a a quartet.
1: No. Even my twin brothers are not one set of quintuplets.
0: What? Are are you sure about that? I thought everyone was quintuplets, except for me, who's a quartet, but only because I've got something missing inside.
1: So, out of 10, what would you rate this film, Jacob?
2: I would give it a 5 babies born at the same time out of 10
0: well i would give it a five dead babies out of let's no. let's not let's not talk about more dead babies
2: no that, there's already enough of that
0: okay well Try i would again. just give it like a an 8.2 out of 10 then
1: yeah that's that's pretty high <laughs> explain why that's so high
0: <laughs> well i just really <laughs> like movies man it's crazy that they're able to get the ca- the cap <laughs> off said. of the cameras. I I would give it like a a 6.
1: I didn't That's I didn't think it was the the best movie in the world. Like it's not our generation Citizen Kane. But at the same time, it was mostly enjoyable.
2: Yeah, I agree. Other than the crying babies and the main character being really annoying and most of the plot uh, conflicts being easily solvable. It was a pretty good movie.
0: It was really good at being contrived. So that's why it gets a high rating from me.
1: I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Podding This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite DCOMs, uh, get in touch with us. You can find us on social media, or email us at poddenthistogether at gmail.com and if you liked what you heard don't forget to subscribe and leave us a good review yeah also since we're guest hosts um you can check out Pitch Hunt you can find us on social media at pitch underscore hunt and tell your kids tell your wife email us at info at pitchhunt.org yeah we would love to have you listen. And if you don't choose to listen, we'll love you anyway.
0: Give us a listen or, or give us a kissin'. Bye.
1: I love you a lot. Seriously.
0: Never leave us.